Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Before we begin, we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Revolution. Glad you're here. I'm glad to have everybody listening online. Happy New Year. This is the first uh, service of 2019, which I can't believe it's 2019. I remember thinking it was crazy that it was the year 2000, and now it's 19 years past that. That's so weird. Um, So hopefully this is going to be a better better year uh, for me, I hope. And for a lot of people, um, full disclosure, um, just, I've been going through a separation with my wife and it's been, uh, it's been tough. We're getting, you know, we're, we're getting along, we're talking and the kids are doing great. You know, they know they're loved and cared for and I get to spend a lot of time with them, um, but it's been tough. Um, you know, this morning I woke up sick and cried a little bit. And I've been, you know, doing a little bit of crying. And it was tough. Um, this was my first holidays away from my kids. Um, luckily, my buddy Pete was uh, open to having me come hang out with him in L.A. for Christmas, which is, was a nice change from the Minnesota weather. And that was really good. And I got to Skype with my kids every day. Um, you know, but there's a lot of change. And um, it's tough as a pastor to go through this and continue to preach and pastor. You know, it's kind of feel like I'm doing it with one arm tied behind my back. You know, like a piece of me is missing. Um, it's... Uh, it's it's I've got a lot of doubt I don't feel God right now and um, that's pretty tough there's a part of me that's kind of mourning that and uh, so there's just been a lot of pain and I just want to give it full disclosure because I think it's important I think we all go through hell in different times of our lives and this is definitely one of those times um you know, divorce to me is, it feels like death, you know. I've, I've been through death. I lost my mother, and that was horrible. And um, this is my second divorce, so this is just really, you know, I didn't think I would be there at 43 years old going through this um, with two really small children. Um, but that's where it's at, and... Uh, you know, there was a time in the church where you couldn't speak about this stuff. And if you did, it was pretty much the end of your career. Um, sometimes I think it might be good to take time off. <laughs> it was good to take a few weeks off, actually. Um, I needed it. I didn't have really anything in me to preach um, or speak. But uh, 
but it is it is interesting because I put it on social media what's going on and stuff, and the reactions that I've gotten have been all supportive, you know. And I just think, twenty years ago, it would have been completely different. So, it's interesting to see how the world has changed and how people have been become more graceful and loving and compassionate. And uh, that's nice. Um, so it's the beginning of the year and every time the year starts over again we go through Galatians so some people have heard me do Galatians a million times um, but just this past year I decided to start doing it yearly at the beginning of the year so I didn't do it five times a year so I knew when I would do it and we're going to go into Galatians today, uh, the first part of it. And uh, let's see how far we get. Maybe we'll get through half of the first part. But I want to thank everybody for their prayers and support and for their social media. A lot of folks have reached out on social media and been really encouraging to me through this uh, through this time and it really means a lot um, so yeah so here we are in Galatians which was probably written around AD 48-49 and um, Paul is this whole letter is a rebuke letter um which is interesting because it's also one of the most graceful books in the Bible as far as talks about grace and explaining grace and one of the most informative on grace. I wanted to read to you today from uh, Martin Luther's commentary on Galatians. Um, but I went to uh, my house which I'm not living at right now uh, and so I went there to look for the book and I could not find it anywhere so <laughs> that's fun um, so I won't be reading from Galatians uh, from I, mean, I won't be reading from Martin Luther's commentary on Galatians today uh, maybe I'll find it next week and we can read some from it but it's really well written um Let's start off with Galatians 1, 1. This letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group or by human authority. My call is from Jesus Christ himself and from God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. All the brothers and sisters here join me in sending greetings to the church of Galatia. May grace and peace be yours from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for our sins just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from the evil world in which we live. This is why all the glory belongs to God through all the ages of eternity. Amen. Um, a lot going on just in the greeting. Um, one of the things Paul was being accused of is not being an actual apostle. Um, because he wasn't one of the 12. 
And so that's why he goes, I was appointed by, uh, not by human authority, but by Jesus himself. He wants to make that clear. To, you know, he's kind of sticking up for himself, trying to say, I'm the real deal. <laughs> so there's a bit of a defense here. Um, but that's what was happening is his critics were saying he's not a real apostle. He's tickling ears. You know, they were really after him for just being too grace-orientated. Um, but he starts right out the gate. He starts pretty harsh with with, with, with the Galatians uh, here in 6. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who in his love and mercy called you to share the eternal life he gives through Christ. You are already following a different way that pretends to be the good news but is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who twist and change the truth concerning Christ. Um, There's a group and they were called Judaizers. And they wanted to say, you know, grace isn't enough. You've got to uh, follow the old law, or at least parts of it, like circumcision and uh, maybe celebrating certain holidays or reverencing certain things like that or not eating certain meats. Um, They basically wanted to see the Gentiles convert to Judaism in order to convert to Christianity. And uh, Paul was vehemently against that. Um, And he called it, you you know, you said said you're being fooled by those who twist and change the truth concerning the good news. He called it another good news that pretends to be the good news, but it's not good news. And I so often see that out there is a false good news, you know, and uh, that doesn't really allow for error or doesn't really allow for doubt or doesn't really allow for questions. And, uh, you know, doesn't, has lost sight of Christ's compassion for the poor and the outcasts, you know, the foreigner, (laughs) you know. It's another gospel. Um, You know, uh, uh, I think Jerry Falwell Jr. just recently said that nobody, no uh, poor people have ever really given anything to the church, you know, really been able to support you know, and then there's the story of the widow's might. You know, um, it's another gospel. You know, people get carried away. I mean, I'm sure there's sometimes I preach another gospel, too. You know, um, but, you know, you got to look out for that. And Paul was saying, look out for that. Because um, I don't always agree with Paul. Or Peter or <laughs> James or, <laughs> you know, I agree with them a lot more than I do uh, Old Testament prophets. Um, 
as I was saying earlier, I got it for Christmas. Someone gave my kids a children's story, Bible story book. And it's just, oh my gosh, this thing is like Sodom and Gomorrah and like people burning and, you know, I mean, it was just really bad. It was just like my son picked it up and was looking through it and he was very confused by it. And he also wanted to know where the dragons were and things like that, you know, because he thought the fire came from dragons. And so it was interesting because to see that, you think, oh, you know, is is it really that ridiculous? <laughs> so it was kind of a wake-up call, and I kind of just took it and hid the book away because um, I don't want to brainwash my children like I was uh, taught as a child. It's funny because somebody on my Twitter I had a picture of my kids on my Facebook and they were like religion is child abuse you know and they like have no idea how I'm raising my kids I'm not raising my children very religious if you really want to know um, I'm trying to raise them to love and share and let them know it's okay to cry and go through emotions and things like that um I am shocked you are turning away so soon from God who in his love and mercy called you to share in his eternal life through Christ. I already read that. Already following a different way that pretends to be the good news but is not the good news at all. You're being fooled by those who twist and change the truth concerning Christ. Now he gets a little harsh here. And he says, Let's God's curse fall on anyone, including myself, who preaches any other message than the one that we told you about. Even if an angel comes from heaven preaching any other message, let him be ever forever cursed. I will say it again. If anyone preaches any other gospel than the one you welcomed, let God's curse fall upon those person. So he was he he comes right out of the gate. He's pissed. Um, he wants to see change. Um, he's upset that that legalism is creeping back in. But legalism and working, doing good works often makes sense. And for people sacrifice who had grown up in a sacrificial system and things like that, that kind of stuff made sense to them. And so falling into that seemed to just probably be, oh, you know, that's that makes sense. And Paul's trying to say, no, it doesn't make sense. No, this isn't the way it is. And... Um, You know, what it, Jesus? I don't want you know. I don't want your sacrifices. I want you to show your. You know, the only pay debt you pay is that don't pay or continue to pay is the debt of love. You know, those type of things. Um. Obviously, I'm not trying to be a people pleaser. No, I am trying to please God. If I were still trying to please people, I would not be Christ's servant. And to me, that really stands out as the strongest statement here. Um, anyone who preaches grace or is a grace person will be accused of being a people pleaser. 
Um, anyone who has room for doubt and questions and things will say they'll be probably accused of being a people pleaser or tickling ears. That's what I was when I became, uh, especially when I became affirming of my LGBTQ brothers and sisters, I was accused of tickling ears and, you know, <laughs> um, trying to, you know, be a people pleaser. And that's what exactly what Paul is being accused of here because of his message of grace through Christ alone. He is being accused of being a people pleaser. So that's what's happening here. Um, so even Paul fell into that. And the funny thing is I even get accused that um, I've got a couple atheist guys who come onto my Facebook and accuse me of this. Of being a, you know, and they point out, they'll what they'll do is they'll post all these, you know, crazy verses, a lot of them from Timothy and things like that, which I don't even agree believe should be in the bible um uh the pastoral epistles if it was up to me would be completely ripped out of the bible and gone um because i believe they're forgeries um but but you know they it's so funny to see even the atheist you know accuse you of being the people pleaser because you're too too soft you know, you're not, you know, there, you know, I, I've said before that there's two types of people who read the Bible literally, and um, that's um, fundamentalists and atheists, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> so I kind of hold up to the same standard. It's kind of ironic. <laughs> like I, uh, almost called one of them a holy troller because they kept <laughs> using verses. Um, so, you know, and I think about this when I tried to go meet with people, different churches like Rick Warren's church and Joel Olstein's church and stuff when I was doing some stuff with with uh, different organizations with Soul Force, and uh, you know the accusations of them that you know, oh you're trying to be a people pleaser or you're trying to do this you know and and you're like you know if I was and it was that whole thing is like I wouldn't be here if I was trying to please people because I'm not pleasing you you know I'm not pleasing the masses you know when I made a, when I made a decision to be more inclusive. That cost me everything. You know, I had a staff. We had health insurance. I mean, wrap your mind around that. Revolution had a staff. Okay, we had websites and all sorts of stuff and merchandise and and, and insurance and uh, that all went away. You know, now Revolution is a ragtag bunch of people of me trying to get Caleb to uh, I don't know what I try to get you to do speak for me whenever I'm sick 
<laughs> and uh, and and pay him nothing. So that's really nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if people want to support Revolution more, maybe we can help Caleb out. That would be nice. Um, who right now does not have a car and needs a car. And uh, so, yeah, we got some real needs here. And his phone broke today. So he's not a lucky guy. <laughs> he's cursed because of his sinful lifestyle. Because <laughs> he's trying to be a people pleaser. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remind me not to look at you when you turn into the salt. If you don't laugh, you cry. I've got to find a part-time job right now and an apartment. And that is boggling my mind. Have you ever been on these apartment search engines? Oh, my gosh. There's so many apartments in one place, and then there's no apartments in another place. And... Uh, they're expensive. Trying to find a two-bedroom for a thousand bucks is nearly impossible. I will I? Yeah. Well, I got to find one because I want a room for my kids, and uh, I don't want them to have to live in the living room. And if anybody knows any jobs out there that aren't soul-crushing, let me know. Because um, I'm thinking about doing retail, going back into retail. But I wouldn't mind being a youth pastor, so I like working with the youth. Youths. <laughs> um, but uh, I also wouldn't mind working at Target, so that would be fine, too. Um, did I just go down a rabbit hole? Sorry, everybody. We're dealing with real life. Tickling ears. People pleasing with our stories of woe. Um, right now, I'm I'm sharing a bathroom with eight people, so I need to find a, a new place to live. Um, because I drink a lot, not alcohol, just iced tea and diet coke. And when yeah, and I have to go to the bathroom a lot. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of dancing, a lot of PP dancing, just like Milo. I'll be like, Milo, do you have to go to the bathroom? And he's like, no, I'm just, you know, dancing. <laughs> um, so obviously I'm not trying to be a people pleaser. I would not be serving God if I was trying to please people. All right, let's get into this. Dear brothers and sisters, I solemnly assure you that the good news of salvation which I preach is not based on mere human reasoning or logic. Thank God, really, for that. For my message came as a direct revelation of Jesus Christ himself. So Paul's a little crazy. No one else taught me. So he's, he's laying it down. I mean, he's basically being like, you know, Jesus showed up. I would like Jesus to show up for me like this and give me some extra messages. <laughs> um yeah, 
I'm, I'm finding out that I might have to not be a literal Christian anymore. I might have to be a, a figurative Christian. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I've been talking to Pete Rollins about it, who is a philosopher, and he's helping me understand some of these things of, um, you know, seeing God as a ground of being, like Paul Tillich. Um, just reframing things. I'd like to continue doing what I do. I love speaking to people and encouraging people. And uh, I'd like to continue to do this. Um, it would be great if I could continue to make a living doing this. Um, but right now that's a tough one. It was a long vacation. But you know what was great is Peter Rollins really believes in revolution and he really believes in me and what we're doing and it was great to be around someone who believes in this. It was great to see a picture of all you guys eating together while I was gone. It felt like you know family. It felt like the church was real, you know. Um it was really brought me a lot of joy. Dear brothers and sisters, I solemnly assure you that the good news of salvation which I preach is not based on mere human reasoning or logic, for my message came by direct revelation from Jesus Christ himself. No one else taught me. You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted the Christians. I did my best to get rid of them. I was one of the most religious Jews of my own age, and I tried as hard as possible to follow all the old traditions of my religion. So he's saying, I've been there, I've done that, I had the t-shirt. Matter of fact, I attacked people like me. You know, I, I understand the, the, uh, the enemy. Because I was the enemy. You know, I understand my critics because I was that. And he really did violently persecute. I mean, he had Christians put in prison and killed. So he was a, a, a real bastard. Um, what? Yeah, he was a murderer. Um, he held the jackets when Stephen was stoned to death you know so it's like you know it was like oh i persecuted christians by being like you guys are bad <laughs> you know <laughs> no it was like i'm having you imprisoned and burned and beat and stoned to death paul was not or saul <laughs> was not a nice person i would change my name too i guess if i was that way um but then something happened for it pleased God in his kindness to choose me and call me even before I was born. What undeserved mercy. Then he revealed to his son to me so that I could proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. When all this happened to me, I did not rush out and consult anyone else, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. I mean, he's laying it all out because this is what people are accusing him already of. And he's just being completely transparent here. You know, he's laying it out as this is how it happened 
just like my accusers are probably saying it happened. I did not rush out to counsel with anyone else, nor did I go to Jerusalem to counsel out with anyone else, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to counsel with those who were apostles before I was. No, I went into Arabia and later returned to the city of Damascus. It was not until three years later that I finally went to Jerusalem to visit with Peter. And I stayed there with him for 15 days. And the only other apostle I met at the time was James, our Lord's brother. You must believe what I am saying, for I declare before God that I am not lying. Then after this visit, I went north into the providence of Syria and Sicily, and still the Christians in the church of Judea did not know me personally. All I knew was that the people were saying, the one who used to persecute us now preaches the very faith he tried to destroy. And they gave glory to God because of me. What do we see here is we see hope. You know, Jerry Fall Jr. may be the next Paul. You never know. I've seen it happen to these, I've seen it happen to these legalistic preachers who just all of a sudden get it. Um, pretty amazing. So that's, that's Galatians 1, and I think we're just going to stick with that today and um, be grateful that the one who used to persecute us now preaches the very faith he tried to destroy and be grateful for Paul. A lot of people don't like Paul. I understand that. But I have to be completely honest is that if it wasn't for Paul, I would not understand grace. Um, I love Jesus, and but I didn't understand exactly what Jesus was doing and saying until I understood a little bit more about Paul and then was able to go back and reflect on Jesus. Um, there are some harsh things that Paul says, and we can go through those and talk about those. Um, but believe it or not, he was a human being and uh, probably a little misguided at times, as we all can be. Um, that's the great thing about this book is that it's a beautiful mis- mess. It's just a collection of writings and letters and, and we're all trying to figure out this together. And I think that this, if anything this year uh, for this church is going to be, instead of revolution, it's going to be evolution of evolving the message of Christ and growing in a in a new way and I hope you guys are along for the journey because I'm, I'm, I'm excited I grabbed all my John Caputo books <laughs> from my house last night by recommendation of Peter Rollins so um, maybe we can get Fly Pete down here to help us direct us and guide us a little bit on, on our new journey yeah so when he's not on tour yeah, um, it's a great thing. It is the most bizarre thing that we are the best. Me- he's my best friend because we are so different. Yeah, um, 
but we have so much fun together watching James Bond and John Van Damme movies and um, we went and saw Spider-Verse yeah it's great so it's funny to see like the guy is brilliant though he's just constantly listening and teach getting taught and continue to educate himself and then I'm just kind of like uh can we go eat <laughs> I'm hungry He's like, you should really listen to this. I'm like, oh, it sounds fascinating. <laughs> I can't understand what they're saying. Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, but he really has a lot of faith in this. And I don't right now. And that really helped. Because I met with another pastor recently who, well, an ex-pastor who's a humanist. And he kind of was discouraging me a little bit. And um, and Pete believes that we can we can do this. So I, I'm I'm holding on to that hope. So I'm holding on to the hope for revolution. So Anyway, if uh, you're a listener online and you like what we do, we could definitely use your support this year uh, financially. Um, continue to go. Um, got a lot of changes, and um, we uh, got rent to pay and bills to pay. And don't worry, I'm going to try to get a part-time job too, so I can get some good place for my kids to live um but definitely going to be keeping sundays open for church and uh hopefully mondays and fridays for daycare i've been having such a good time with my kids we went to the children's museum last night and uh i just had a blast with them they're just my kids are adorable they're crazy and they're adorable I can't get enough of them. Um, that is the greatest thing about, you know, the marriage is we've got two really amazing kids. And now if we can kind of learn to figure out how to move to this next section of our lives. So um, a lot of people sending positive energy nowadays my way. Um, and some prayers I accept prayers I accept positive energy too and um, yeah so yeah any any job ideas or or apartment ideas I'm open to it so thank you so much for coming to Revolution today and our start with Galatians in the new year is always exciting to me it's my favorite book in the Bible, so I enjoy it. Um, I'm gonna say a prayer real quick. We'll take, uh, we'll pass the hat, um, and uh, let's do that. Lord, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for the folks in this room, and I thank you for the folks listening online. Um, I'm grateful to be able to do this.
and uh, to have the opportunity to share with people. Uh, help us to continue to be able to do that. And uh, Lord, I just special little prayer for Caleb. Uh, he's going through a tough time financially and uh, that you would help him out with his car and his phone. I usually don't ask for particular things, but I'm doing it now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks for listening to Revolution, folks.